Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. On YouTube. On podcast. On live. This is Rebel Yell from the WFCSL. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast, supported by MK Window Cleaning and Price Jones Electrical. Welcome to episode four of the 23-24 season of the Rebel Yell Podcast. Joining me, the usual culprit, Spencer, are we okay? Evening. He said, evening. <laughs> Yakko. Well, I said Jacko. Evening, morning, oh, can you afternoon. <laughs> it's morning somewhere. It's, it's morning, morning somewhere. Somewhere sometimes. Hello, um, hello, James. How hello. are you? We are good. We're good. We're good. Good to be back, guys. Um, we are. We do apologise. It's been two months, but life gets in the way. Football gets in the way because we've had a bloody lot of football. Some enjoyable, some painful, less enjoyable, some less enjoyable. Uh, but football's football, and you know, I would, I would say, you know, we're, we are a fans podcast. Begin this podcast. I think we would say that you know. I think this is the first time and since we really do this, where we've, there has been criticism of some aspects of players, some aspects on the pitch. Some and I've not seen that as a Worthing fan ever since really I've been here. Because ever since I've been here, the past five six years have been on upward trajectory. Would you agree with that, guys? I, I, I think the team performances on the pitch have been still been a high level. I think you may be. Highlighting one or two individual performances. Yeah, but I mean, I'm talking about more like social media. You see, like after a lot of games now, there's there's quite a lot of abusive comments on the internet and quite a lot I, of. I wouldn't I wouldn't call it abusive comments. I think it's people saying they people got their opinions and everybody has got an opinion and you know you should respect people's opinions and I wouldn't call it. It's not abuse, but you know, and I think strong strong feelings, strong, strong, strong feelings, feelings strong and. Because things are not going as they have been the last couple of seasons, but we're, you know we, we're winning, playing great football, and and at the moment we're struggling a bit. Mm. And I think that's 
you know, it's part of football, but we had some great years, so... But we're still top half in a very tight table. Yeah. And, and you know, if you think some of the clubs we played are full-time professionals. Mm. And... <laughs> haven't. <laughs> like, haven't? Where are they? But, Ten points adrift at the bottom? Well, well talk, talk, if we talk about haven't... Um, I thought Dulwich was the worst team I've seen here last year when we beat them 6 or 7 nil. I haven't even overtook that day well, their, so keep, their keeper kept them in that game I'm not being funny that should have, we should have made up some of our goal difference on that game I mean it, it would have been absolute cricket score like, and also we didn't really we didn't even try up. we didn't even turn up because I don't think we needed to no. I think if, take away the goalkeeper and if we had actually turned up but it was but, name your own score I I think they're in trouble, haven't, for various reasons. I don't think they're going to get out of that position. They're 10 points adrift, and that was before yesterday, or Tuesday. So, some, some, you know, this is a, a worthing yeah, podcast, yeah. So, but there's something very wrong at haven't on the pitch. Off the and pitch I guess that's now. why they don't want to, um, you know, they, Worthy have got to be so careful about going to a full-time model, haven't they? Because if it could be too far too soon and we end up in a similar situation as haven't and getting the wrong players, the wrong ideas, it could... I mean, at the moment, if we talk in May, I wouldn't be surprised if having one of the teams that are relegated. But the situation we're in, we've got players who want to come in and want to play for Worthing. Where the situation haven't are in is they're having to find players that but, just fit their model. They're not necessarily the players they want. But is it also more money-driven that it's, haven't? It's, or, or, it's or, more or, of, not, a, it's more of a convenient arrangement. Well, we know a player left Worthing for more money and... Did he really want to go to Haven't or was it for a financial decision which he would take? But that player's now left Haven't and gone to another I, full-time I would club. never blame the player because if if obviously everybody, the young players here, they want to be professional they want to play professional football and they, yeah. this player had a chance to do it. Oh good luck to him. Mm. You know, he's he's been twice to his club, he done good things for the club, yeah. they scored a lot of goals for us, was a good player. It's, and good luck to him. It's professional development and that particular player as well. Uh, as far as I'm aware, um, it freed up with morning training, freed up evenings for his home sort of personal business commitment. Yeah. Well, let's just summarise the past couple of months with the men's team. We've had, I mean, I put in here. I've got notes in front of me. We've had a couple. We've had a few big losses. A couple of big losses in particular away from I, home. We've qualified for the first round of the FA Cup proper for the first time in 24 years, which was such a memorable away day and one that I always remember. We thrashed cruelly in the Sussex Senior Cup for a team that had quite a few players that were sort of on the brink of first team no, if not first team I think there was somebody um, said there was over 100 league appearances in that team yeah, yeah. I, think, nice. I, think, I think they had I think it's five players playing on that evening who played on the previous Saturday we've also suffered from some quite frustrating games at Dartford where we came back in it for a 3-1 deficit and ended up losing 4-3 at the death um, we tied against Yeovil when they they won in the last couple of minutes <laughs> of it, injury time so it's been. It's it, we could summarise the last couple of months, chaps. Roller coaster, I would say. It has been, and then, you know, you say Yeovil, and everybody keeps saying Yeovil are the best team in the league. Mm. And actually, when they were here, when we played them, I didn't. They were a good team. Mm. Don't get me wrong, but were we a lesser team than them? Not as we came. Yeah. You know, we lost because of the red card. That game was it. Um, Felix got sent off that game, and then we, there was a lucky goal in the end. Yeah. So, yeah, but it has, it has been a roller coaster. It has been, it has been. But as I say, you know, it's, it's quite a tight table, which, you know, shows teams are beating each other. There's, there's no Ebbs fleet in the, in the league this year, in my opinion, who's going to. Do you not think that's the oval? 
I, I wouldn't no. be over on no. the level of, of, no. of Ebbsfleet. But it, it's, it's strange results all around, I think. We got beaten by Hampton 4 0. We got beaten. A four one. We got beaten. Don't by, forget the goal. <laughs> yeah, we got beaten by um, Maidstone away, and Hampton beat Maidstone five two at home. It shows you anybody can beat anybody. I mean, in this Maidstone, Maidstone was a poor game. We just didn't turn up for that game, and I'm not sure why. Because I mean, with Hampton, we had a very good first half, and I thought we might. It wouldn't. I never. I could not predict that was going to be the full time score on that game. But we just capitulated in the second half, didn't we? It just kind of completely fell apart. Yeah, some something. I don't know. If there's one or two players lost their heads a little bit, weren't there? I don't know. Don't know if the concentration went. I don't know what happened in the second half of that game. To be fair, we got found out at the back again and again. Um, as a as a supporter, that's quite hard to put your finger on the specifics of. But but then again, in that the, the previous season, the two games against Hampton, I think it was a three all at home, hmm. and a nil nil away. So. You know, we haven't beaten them before. No, it's um, no, we did. Did we did oh, beat, did we them? beat no, them? We beat them. We beat them at home, but it was three three away or something. Four it? it was four three because Liam Finton scored three goals. <laughs> yeah, four three at and home, then we, and then we signed them. <laughs> yeah, at least it's a little bit closer this year of Eastbourne ish um, yeah. over the fixture, festive fixture. Um, but then you know we 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 can we can look back and we can think about you know we went into the FA Cup game thinking are we is this going to be a long old journey because you know we went down to Bath after that Hampton and bounced back two 0 in horrible horrible conditions probably some of the worst uh, watching conditions I've experienced for a while and fair play to the I'd say twenty or so rebels that stood on the terrace and got absolutely drenched and while well, we were the sensible ones and stood under the stand weren't we spent. Sensible up to a point, I guess. What was the chant we were doing? We are the dry side, we are the dry side, we are the dry side uh, at Bath and they were the wet side, they were the wet side, blah, blah, blah. That was a good comeback. Um, and then we went into Alfreton thinking, you know, good bounce back from Bath, obviously beating them in the qualifying round of the cup and then beating them away in those conditions. We thought, trip to Alfreton, same sort of level in National League from other th- friends that I've spoken to that have got clubs in National League South Shields. They said he, they didn't think they were too much. Brilliant reception we had from them. Great old sing-song in the pub. Great thank you to all the rebels that supported the Sports Association by purchasing tickets to the coach. Just an amazing... I know you went up with Jack, uh, your son Jack over at Spencer and I were on the coach. We had a great time. Good, good, good memories on there. Some, 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 uh, some real memorable things, some forgettable things. But, um, it was a good, good day out. And unfortunately, another fixture where I think maybe the team didn't quite turn up. I, uh, yeah, I, you know, I want to say first, I said I didn't want a cup run in the in the first podcast, but I did enjoy the day out. And I, if we had to do it again, yeah, I would do it. And I think the whole day, Elverton made us feel very welcome. Mm-hmm. I quite liked the ground, very old-fashioned, but it had its charm. Um, the game, um, I think Elverton played one game. I think they've got their plan A, B and C are all the same. Goal kick, the, the goal he takes, it goes to the number nine yeah, who heads the ball. He was, he, he won every single header and yeah. it's a long ball and that's all they played. And they got a rub of the green that day. There was, there was lots of talk beforehand with the weather and the pitch and with it be on and not on. And I don't think the pitch really came into it because I don't think the pitch, the, don't think the ball saw the pitch much. No. But, but that's obviously their style of play. Perhaps that's more the style of play. The National North, like you said, you'd spoken to friends about, you know, that level. I think at the moment, Alfred and a third. So you know they're they're, they're no they're no mugs. Um, what they do, what they're doing, they're doing well, and yeah. it, it shows in the but, results. But um, yeah, it's a cup game. It's what happens on the day, isn't it? it? Just wasn't our day. But 
What a fantastic day. You know, with a coach up and we're all meeting up in the services, proper away day. We're all meeting up in the services. We took over the local, the local pub, thanks yeah. to the doghouse Alfred, and I'll give him a shout out. But, but they thought the game was off for some reason. <laughs> well, they had one bar, par- bar person. She was frantically calling around to get someone else in. But you talk about the, the sort of service stations on the journey home. We uh, stopped off at um, Toddington, getting your KFC. You know, you like a service station KFC, don't you, Spencer? Yeah. Freshest one, as you say, <laughs> but um, it's not your favourite services, is it? We'll do it. No, actually, we've got to talk about Spencer. No, Sur- yeah, we're doing Spencer services. Anyway, coming soon, new new feature. Um, I saw Nikki Nikki Wheeler and uh, Kane Wills. They were obviously getting going back set from the coach, and I said to them, I said, do you know what? Yeah, it's disappointing. But would you swap this today for walking down Wembley Way in the FA Trophy final in Worthing Colours? And I'm, no, I think I would. I yeah. If if we could get that far, it's not that. I think it's four wins, and we're at Wembley in the trophy now. I think it might be starting at Froome this weekend if it's on. It's an amber weather warning apparently at the moment. Nah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Is it 3G? No, cross. Fingers crossed. Anyway, um, and just before we move on, we'll speak to Adam Hinchwood, and we've got Nicky Wheeler lined up to speak to in this podcast today. Um, yeah, we have to touch on it. There has been a lot of comments online, you know, about. Do you think it's 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 unfair that there's some of the criticism that some of the players are coming in for at the moment or is it is it I mean I I never I I always believe that personally I believe as a paying fan you know someone that goes to watch games you're allowed to criticize to a certain level but some of it becomes pure abuse where would you where would where do your lines stand with that but the abuse I would never abuse the player Mm. um I would call them out and I'll be open and honest. I'm on the forum and people know my views and I told you, James, um, one signing and be honest, it was Rocco Reese. I wasn't convinced about him when we signed him. Um, and you know, I'm still not 100% convinced. Yes, he's a better goalie than me. Um, but he plays for Worthing. I will support him, but. Yeah. Do I think That's you've, a fair point. you've got you've got you know exactly you're a word supporter you, you know you you support the team thick and thin like like we've already said you know we've had some some really really good times there's always going to be bad times come along but you still support the team the same um, as far as criticism um, you know these guys will say, you know know me I, I'm not biggest fan of social media and yeah. the like and. Um, you know, it's very he- easy to hide behind a keyboard. a keyboard, hide behind a name on a, you know, you'd say things on there you'd never say to somebody's I, face. I disagree um, with that. And I, I, on Facebook, I use my, my own name. I don't hide. I, and what I said online, I would say to the player's face as well. Yeah, but I think what Spencer's going at is that you might do that and I know you will do that but a lot of people don't do that and there are a lot of keyboards doesn't matter if it's Worthy doesn't matter if it's Charlton Southampton West Ham there's a lot of people that are very quick to get because it's that sort of way of doing it now you used to those gone are the days you'd sit down the pub but we often do we sit down the pub after the game chew the fat over the game but as we said over the past few years there hasn't really been much it bad wasn't, it wasn't there a recent incident in our league with one club with the fans and they gave the goalie so much abuse during the um, game Farnborough and um, Weymouth Weymouth, yeah. And, you know, that's, you know, I'm all for a laugh and a joke, but the things they allegedly said, oh, that's taking it too far. But at the end of the day as well, they're, they're, they're part-time players, and the most of them, they're young lads. They're really, really young lads. 
does it does that right this is so where this is a question spencer like okay you've commented rocco you know and there's no point hiding behind it that's a player that has come into a lot of criticism over recent weeks especially on the internet and in the grounds as well do you think a more experienced like you look at a lot of other teams in the league and they've got an experienced goalkeeper that's been around knows this level well do you think that's maybe what we're lacking okay we had harrison last year it was brilliant but he's going to go on to bigger and better things in his career do you think we need to have a more experienced goalkeeper, someone that obviously Aaron's not there, the big presence of Aaron to lead that defence. Are we missing an experienced player either between the sticks that can control, that's had experience at this level? I, you know, uh, Rocco, I think he's got a good pedigree. He was at Brighton, he went to Brentford. You know, he's not a bad goalie. No. Not obviously, he, there must be something and there must... I mean, we look at him at Eastbourne, like that was oh, that, that, one unbelievable safe. save, like, unbelievable that went viral. So, you know, shot saving, I think fantastic. And I think Adams brought him in because the Worthing way and Adams' style of play is playing out from the back. So you need a goalie who's really competent with his feet. And it's just, at the moment, I don't think that's Rocco and that's where he's getting into trouble. But also, you know, if we go back, you know, we had three away games, you lose 4 0 mm. each game. But has it done something with confidence? You know? Well, it's like what I think, like, you know, on, on, on Tuesday night, just gone, obviously, we got it back. He, a couple of his debatable, some people saying all four goals were his mistake. Um, at least two of them were goalkeeper error. But, you know, the players getting back into 3 1. His confidence must have been shot. Anyone's confidence is going to be shot playing like that. Should the tactic have changed where he's not playing out from the back because it may, he's maybe suffering his, his confidence at a low level? Don't know. Um, I, I don't know. That's we know the Worthing way of playing is playing out from the back. There's no point beating around the bush, but a backup tactic when things aren't going right. Sometimes you just need to put your foot through it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's true. No, it's true. There needs to be that sort of backup tactic. Just put your foot through it. Obviously, the fourth goal was a miskick by Rocco. Went straight to him, chipped it, and then Joe Rye maybe should have done better. Chance to put his foot through it, didn't it? Yeah. So, you know, we take away from Joe Rye. I mean, one player that I have noticed over the last few weeks, in my opinion, has started to slightly get better. Maybe he's warming up to Squaggis Greg Glur, who's another player that's come in for maybe a bit of, um, sort of, you know, online. But I thought on Tuesday night he'd, he'd massively improved. I, I, I thought Tuesday night was the best game he played for us so far. But as a forward, he's going to get judged by one thing, and that's goals. Yeah. And that is something he's lacking. And even he lacked it the last couple of seasons, Eastbourne. And he had both games, he had two chance. you know, the last two home games, he had a chance. And both times, he fluffed it a what, bit. What, what I will say, in his defence... He works hard. He works hard. And he's had a few injuries already. Mm. And he, perhaps he just needs a run in game and some, some game time. I was pleased to see because, you know, we're all worthy. We're all behind the players. Yet, as fans, we do show frustration. Sometimes the players get it because, you know, they're, they're the people we support week in, week out. And when fans don't think they're performing, that's, unfortunately, they take it out on either the management, the, the squad, that's just football for you. But it's, as I said, it's one of those things that we haven't really seen at Worthing since we've all been around involved. And I'm sure it will happen again in the future. But hopefully, Tuesday's loss against Dartford was a kick up the backside. And they can sort out these problems. We can you know, climb a league. A great winning the trophy would really be a morale boost. Threw them a couple of decisions below, but they're playing very well at the moment. We're getting there, second or third. Yeah, should be a t- good game. But let's um let's 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 talk to the manager Adam Hinchwood, who's um who joins us as usual, and uh, he, he can give us his thoughts on the last couple of months. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. 
Adam, welcome back to Red Wheel Podcast for the fourth time this season. Um, we've been saying as a chat, it's been the last couple of months, I would say it's fair to say it's been a roller coaster of emotions, results, everything. F- from your point of view, would you agree with that? Oh, 100%, yeah. Um, you know, it's definitely not been dull. Um, at times, yeah, I think the statement. I think, yeah, you wish it had been at times, and can you, you know, get those one nil wins and two nil wins? But you know, really pleased, like come away um, from tonight's session, and you know what we have got here is really good, good, hardworking people. Hmm. Um, they train so hard. Um, they leave everything out on that training pitch. Um, and ultimately, no one hurts more than them after a defeat. Oh, they I don't, know. they don't, um, you know, come away from it and just let it just pass them by. They, they think about it. They, they want to improve. They want to do well for themselves and the club. Mm. Um, and I think all the time you've got that and you've got good people, uh, in the building. Mm. Um, it probably hurts even more when you do get some bad results and there has been some bad results. Um, but ultimately, like, we've got to, we've got to learn. We've got to learn quickly. Um, because there's been some good performances. Um, Hampton, Richmond, I thought nil nil half time. We should have been leading the game and then four one out of nowhere. Um, 20 minutes on Tuesday, we're one nil up and then three one down out of nowhere. Um, so there's been a few times now where our performance hasn't reflected the scoreline. And, um, yeah, this it's frustrating to see as a manager. Um, and I think even more so because you know how much it means to these, these, yeah. this, these lads. But in all honesty, we have been spoiled over the last three, four seasons, haven't we? We haven't really had a period like this where everything um, like this. No, nah, yeah, but there's been within that, right? I can remember losing six 0 at home to Hornchurch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's been there's been times in the last few years, even last season. I think start of the season there was too many draws. We, I think we went ten games undefeated. Oh, that, but then, but it was, it was draw yeah. after draw after draw. It was a similar sort of pattern where we would dominate games and then draw games rather than get all three points. Um, so it hasn't always been. And just how we are as a club. Um, you know, we still try to do things sustainably. Like, I know there's so many rumours out there that we're having a blessed with money. And you look at the players that we've recruited, um, and these players might not ever come available to us again. Um, the likes of Glenn Ray, the likes of Danny Cashman, uh, Greg Lure, Nicky Wheeler, all local lads becoming available and coming into the side. Um, and, you know... Sometimes that does take a, a while to, to gel and click, and I'm not making any excuses. Um, but it has, in, I think, January last year, I won manager of the month, and I think from then that kick-started our, our season. So I think it's taken a similar pattern to the last few years where it, f- it, f- it does take us a while to, to settle in and click. And, and I think a little bit that's down to the amount of change that we, we make season on season. Last summer, we had to replace our goalkeeper, um, who was doing brilliant for us. Um, you know, summer before that, it was Jasper Patton and Marvin Armstrong. And so there's continuous, like, rebuilding going on. And we bring in young players that maybe aren't in their peak of their careers. Yeah. 
Um, and with that, I think you get some inconsistency. Um, and no one gets more frustrated than me at that. Um, but it's just the, where we are as a club, how we do our recruitment. Um, you know, and, um, like I say, no one gets more frustrated, but I like to think that they grow into the level, they learn from their mistakes, um, they get better, and this is why it's taken a similar sort of pattern in previous years, I think. But there's plenty of courage to be taken. So, you know, you're saying about the atmosphere tonight of training. So, you know, the actual performance on Tuesday against Dartford, when we've already touched on this, it's a great performance. Yeah, it's just it didn't it didn't go our way. No, on and, day, and, and on honestly, day, no one. I share I share you guys your, your frustrations. Honestly, I do um, because like the expectation and everything at the club for the last few years, everyone's become accustomed to winning games of football. Mm. Um, we do it in a certain way, um, and it doesn't always go our way. Um, but like I say, this is how we learn and we regroup and we get better. And I think all the time that you've got lads showing what they've shown us there tonight, um, there's a togetherness, there's a hunger, um, and you know they're they're going to do all they can to, to to turn results around. And I know they're capable of putting a, a a run of games together where they do win a lot of games on the bounce. Yeah. Um, and you know. With how they've been performing, I'm hoping it's not too far away. Well, obviously, no point. Sort of, we might as well talk about the elephant in the room. Rocco's performance um, has been criticised online. I'm sure he's hurting. I can. He's still out there now training. It's great to see. You know, you see him having shots in goal. It, how, how do you pick up? There's no point in talking about what we know what happened. There's no point going back on that. There's been a couple other times this season where maybe, from a fan's point of view, we felt. He maybe should have done a bit better, but I ain't a goalkeeper. Other fans aren't goalkeepers. You know what you're seeing. How do you pick a guy up like that? Because he was hurting. You know, there were fans, you know, rightly or wrongly, very frustrated with him on Tuesday night, thinking he's given the game away. But for a young keeper like that, you know, so come from Brentford, he's been released, you know, he's sort of putting his career, he's come back to a place where he was on loan, obviously from Brighton years ago. Um, what, as a manager, what do you do and how do you get Um he's, he's asked to perform and play out from the back like that mm-hmm. because that's how I want to play. So mm-hmm. he's encouraged to do that by me. So, mm-hmm. you know, all of the flat that he's getting should yeah. be pointing in my direction. Yeah. Um, and it's as simple as that. Yeah. I think the the mistakes that he's made mm-hmm. are quite easy fixes. I mm-hmm. think the centre-backs have got to come in a little bit closer to him and be a bit more of an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd like to bounce into midfield and then go to centre-backs. We're getting pressed from the centre-midfield. So... It's a very easy fix to go centre-backs then into midfield. Um, but how we play, the the bravery that these players show, the courage to play this way. No other team, you ain't, you ain't watching another team at this level, the level above, the level below, yeah. play that way yeah. consistently. And, like, rightly or wrongly, it's what I believe in and they believe in. And the bravery and the courage that they go out and show in front of their own goal to do it... Um, I think it's led to more goals for than goals against. But there is going to be mistakes. They're not the finished article. They are young players learning their trade. It's Rocco's first ever season at this level. So, you know, maybe we are asking a bit much of him, but we know what we can do. And listen, no one hurts more than these guys after they make a mistake. They don't, they don't go home and, um, 
you know, they're all smiles and partying, they they take it home with them. Well, you mean not like you know? Marcus Rashford? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, like, you know, they they do care about their careers, they care about their performances, and they, I honestly think they care about the club as well. So, would, would you say, with Aaron being out, and that bit of experience going through the back, has been quite a big factor in that? Yeah, definitely. Like, listen, let's not get away from it. Aaron's our club captain. He's been an unreal player for us for the oh, last three seasons. You're going to miss Aaron Racine. But I think when you concede a few goals, it's very easy just to hide behind. You're missing Aaron Racine. You're missing Glenn Ray. Um, and what a difference they would make. Um, we were saying the same last year when we was missing chances. Oh, Jake Robinson. If only we had Jake Robinson out there scoring them. Okay? So, it's. I think... We, we can't control that, unfortunately. What's happened to Aaron is an absolute sickener, more so for the lad himself, you know, than, than anything else. Um, you know, I loved watching Aaron play, leaving everything out there on the pitch. Um, he's had a rough time, and to see him out there doing what he loves doing um, has been unbelievable for the last few years. And it's really sad that, you know, he's got a really settled life off the pitch, two kids... Um, you know, engagement. Um, I hope he's engaged. So, like, yeah. <laughs> is it? Right, okay, so, but well, he, uh, he's yeah, really about the pressure so there. Like, yeah, like, yeah, Christmas or Valentine's. So, you know, just just disappointed that the two of them can't match up. Um, but you know, Aaron will still have a role to play at this football club. We want him to stay involved. And I was going to say, do you, you know, think will, will we see Aaron in a Worthing shirt again, or if not, hopefully, it's, uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for him. I think the amount of injuries that he's had to that that one knee, mm. I think it's going to be a bit more complex and just go yeah. in and fix it it's it's going to be a bit more complex than that unfortunately so you're um, confident if he doesn't return as a player he'll be in some yeah, sort of we want to keep, we wanna keep club, keep yeah. him around the club whether it's yeah. a, a scouting role whether it's involved mm. in the youth um mm. you know he knows the type of player that yeah. that I like so maybe he can go out and look at look at young hungry yeah. players that we we want in in the area mm. i think we we missed a trick on that i think Avery's recruitment they have about four or five scouts and you know it's it's me going on a monday night to go and watch a session or whenever we're not playing to try and try and watch a game sorry to try and scout players so it's something as a club we've got to get a bit better at and i think having aaron around to to lots of elements yeah. of the club like work with the youngsters help them become like we're looking at we want National League players um, to come through our youth system now. So physically, they're going to have to be a lot stronger. And we're going to have to look at that from an early age as well. And Glenn Ray, are we going to see him in a Worthing shirt again, do you hope? Yeah, very soon, I'm hopeful. Um, yeah, obviously, a ridiculous accident helping his mate. Typical um, in time of the FA Cup. Yeah, <laughs> it like, there's just been... I know every manager has said the same, but one or two things that happen, like... Why Jake me? last year, Aaron, Glenn, um, Alex. Alex Parsons, yeah. start of the season. Yeah, like some real, they're really good characters and you don't know how much you miss, you know, with Buddy going as well, like the, that, that character in the dressing room. And what I'm pleased to see with missing those players, but yeah, getting back to your point, Glenn, yeah, we're hoping to be back, um, you know, four weeks or so, but I think what we do miss with those is um, like that character in the dressing room. But what has happened, I think Joel Colbrand, Ollie Pierce have really um, taken upon that role uh, and and started to started to lead the group a little bit yeah. more. 
Um, and that's really, really good to see. Funny you mention uh, Ollie. I think he has calmed down on the pitch a bit. He's not as hot headed. No, as he this is what I'm saying. I think be. he's a bit more calmer and he leads from the front. There was one game. Who did we play? We went down to ten men. It was Maystone? up London somewhere a couple of years ago. Now I think oh. it was like a trophy. Um, can't remember the name of the team. I think it I begins with a C, but no. But anyway, we went down to ten men. Um, I think Tyrese Matinzi might have got sent off. Oh, it was the um, oh uh, Chertsey. Chertsey begins with a C. Yeah, there we go. It, yeah. Chertsey, and he he really become a leader that day, yeah. like in a good way. And I think like when he is calmer and he's not getting involved with the refs and he's actually leading from the front, um, his work ethic goes up and you see a, a better player. That's it, isn't it? When these things happen, it just opens up, creates opportunities for others, doesn't That's it? it. Step yeah. Up, step in. I'm always one for, you know, I'd like to look forward, like to be positive and like to control what we can control. We can't control Aaron Racine getting injured. We can't control Glenn Ray dropping a wardrobe. I suppose we can control that if you don't do it in the first place. Call him the wardrobe now. Drop it. Yeah, is that, yeah, that's I'm it. Yeah, that's the wardrobe now. Do you remember Papa Boo with Diop? Yeah. called the wardrobe. Oh, let's call God. him the wardrobe now. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I like to control the controllables. We can't control that. And other players have an opportunity. And unfortunately, right, they're big players. They um, take a bit of money out of the budget. Uh, and we're not in a position where we can just go and replace them like for like. And with yeah, that, you have to give younger players an opportunity. Well, and with younger players playing, like we've seen with in previous years, with some heavy defeats that we've had, um, there is that inconsistency yeah, there. Yeah. Um, moving on to some memories in the past couple of months. I mean, what was it? We, since I've known you and you're on a personal level, on a podcast level, you've always said you want a cup run. You achieved that for the first time in 23 years, first time in your career as a manager to take us to the first round, uh, the FA Cup away at Alfreton. Now, it wasn't a result anyone wanted. You know, you look at it and you think, what if? And we would have had Walsall at home, you know, on the TV probably and stuff like that, which must hurt a bit as a manager. But looking at that day, you must take away the support that follow, the memories, you know, the coaches going up the night before and, you know, how it could be as a club. Because I know you want to personally do a little bit more of that, have been able to travel the night before to prevent the long day. So what, what was that like in just that whole process of that weekend for yourself? No, it was, um, you know, it took me back to sort of like when you're, when you're a pro and you, you travel up on a Friday the night before the game and um, the, the professionalism, the, the sort of the whole club show really in terms of, the amount of fans we took, um, the whole setup, the dealing with a, a tire blowout, which was ridiculous. That wasn't even the green the machine. Tire was. <laughs> no. And then, yeah, picking up the fans on the way back, the green machine. But yeah, this, listen, nothing, I'm still bitterly disappointed that after that game, clapping that amount of fans and feeling we haven't give them nothing to cheer at and they're still here applauding us. Um, and I thought that showed just how loyal the fans are to give up their time and their money to come and support us um, in the pouring down rain. And we didn't have a shot on target. We didn't do nothing to warrant you guys' applause and you were still there after. And I think... You know, that does hurt. And I'll tell that with me. And that's going to strive me on for years I, to come to, I, I, to try and do that I again. I think you're being a bit harsh on yourself there because we discussed that. 
We had a great day out. It was a fantastic experience. And I said at the beginning of the season, a cup run, I'm not that bothered. I might have changed my mind a little bit now. But, you know, the whole, I think Elverton were great hosts to us. But the team did us proud. You know, we had a great day out. So don't beat yourself up. No, yeah, but like, I think we, there's definitely, we didn't perform at the level that I know we can in terms of, I think it was a tight game. The first goal is always going to be massive and the lads hit an absolute worldie. Yeah. Um, but I don't think either team probably done enough to warrant winning the game. Maybe they did a little bit when they got into the final third. They'd done a little bit more in terms of working the goalie. Um, but yeah, just disappointed that we couldn't at least give the you guys that moment to go one nil up and just you, give you that moment to... You'd got us to the yeah. first round proper. That was so, the moment. Yeah, but... No, but I said I said we bumped into um, Nicky Wheeler and Kane Wills in the services on the way back, so they made their own way, and they were they came over and said we're really sorry. I was like, no, 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 not at all. We had a wicked day out, but I said to them, and I still go by this: Would you take getting to round one a cup and I sadly going out over possibly guiding us to Wembley and seeing all those fans walk down Wembley Way and Worthing Colours? You looking out at the stadium on non-league finals day. Because I'm sure as a manager, that, that's obviously more achievable for us. I know I know the money and stuff side of it for the FA Cup, you're not going to get any of the trophy. But for a pride of a manager, you've, you've done it with the Sussex Cup, which is even more possible now that Stenning have knocked out Brighton in this week. You know, we good chance of retaining it this year. Would you take that now, though? If you We start off with Froome this weekend. Yeah, there's there's still like loads that I want to achieve at this club. I want to, I want to take the club to the furthest it's ever been in the FA Trophy. I want to take the club to the furthest it's ever been in the FA Cup. Um, took the, we've all worked hard. The club's gone to the furthest it's ever gone in the league. Mm. Um, want to retain, go back to back in the Sussex Cup. There's all these targets that I personally put on myself and I want to achieve. Mm. Um, and that's, I want to continuously, and it's going to be like strive and push on so that we don't have days like Tuesday night. We don't have days like Alfreton away. Mm. And like I'm learning all the time as well, and the players are learning. But that is that is the goal. I want to, Can I all of these it? things, I want to, yeah. you know, tick them all off, yeah. be the most successful, and, and why not? That's well, we it's got to be the goal. Like so, I mean, obviously, we haven't even said congratulations on the new three-year contract because yeah. we, 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 knew, we knew, I mean, I would have been... So surprised if it wasn't coming. But I know we talked to beginning of the season. Barry said, obviously, the offer's always going to be there for you, but take your time deciding. Are those the reasons why you're like, I'm signing this contract? You know, I know you've said to us before, you want to see the, you want to be the manager, first manager, take the club to full-time model, which is the five-year plan at the moment. I guess it, it was an easy decision for you to sign that contract in the end. No, yeah, definitely. I just, there's a bit in the summer that I felt the club weren't quite on the same page. And they sort of showed to me, in the last couple of months that they are ambitious. They do want to go to that full-time model. They do want to take the club on. And, you know, I think... Well, in us, they have, because that's why... Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we, we've been on sports association. We know sometimes a club can be, and that, it worries me. So, you know, wasn't some, but, you know, you're here now. So. No, yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah. like, good good chats with with everybody. Um, obviously, a bit, bit more investment gone into the club, um, which, you know, um, Ralph's come in and... and invested a little bit and helped out the club on that sort of side um i think which is which has been massive and really important um hopefully you guys are now gonna 
benefit a bit more with the infrastructure on a match day in terms of fan zone but I'm sure that's all for the club to talk about but yeah. it's all, all stuff that's exciting and like um like I said to you like the, there's some goals that I set myself in terms of that are very easy so how far has the club's ever got before in the FA Cup right I want to go further how far has the club got in the FA Trophy right I want to go further Whereas the highest the club's ever finished in the league, mm-hmm. right, I want to take it further. But also want to be part of something like help building a better youth structure and mm-hmm. I don't want to be somewhere where it just stagnates and, you know, I want to try and improve everything. Like I want more and more young players come through our youth setup and get into our first team. So, like, constantly, me, Stu, Nath have meetings about that and we're excited about some of the players we've got in our youth setup. But to take them now from grassroots to National League is one hell of a jump. One hell of a jump. Um, So there's going to be less and less that we can do it. But why not? I want to... Try and build a, an unbelievable youth setup. That I mean, I could see a bronze statue of Adam in the well, centre in the future. Yeah, it sounds. But like, this, this, that's, that's <laughs> no, just. But it's great to hear it's from just us. Like how yeah. sort of no, it's it's wicked how my hear. mind works. Yeah. I don't I don't like want to stagnate myself. I want to improve myself, and I feel like you know I feel the club's in a position where we can keep taking it forward, and I just want to be part of that. Would Would it help in the future if we have like a B team? Just you know, I know. Yeah. I take Dork and they got the yeah. Dork, and then they got what they call the B team. Would yeah. it be something we need to look no, at? Oh yeah, worthy, definitely. Maybe? So we've obviously got about four lads out at Littlehampton. We've got a um, couple at Chichester now. Um, so we're not far away from. Like my dream was for Darren Bud to play and run a B team and play alongside these youngsters and teach them the Worthing way and also when Worthing away they still got a, a Worthing team as such to support yeah. if they can't make it obviously listen to Pete on Rebel Yell and the first team are they getting on but they still could come down and support a team as such that's yeah I think Bloody there's epoxy, eh? nah, <laughs> but there's lots of uh, there's lots of like keeping Aaron at the club is that something mm. that he could do in the future but there's there's loads of hoops you've got to go through for uh, that to happen. It's not, it's not, it's not, you can't just go, right, we're going to set up a Worthing B team and play them in the Sussex County Premier Division. If you could just do that, it'd be a perfect yeah. fit. But you've got to start at a certain level. There's loads of criteria you've got to yeah. find and it's extra finance to run that yeah. team and everything. So, it, yeah, but it's the chats that we do have, yeah. like ways that we can improve and take take things on um and like i say that's that's what i want to be part of well inch i know you've got to get across to collect your daughters from yeah to, uh, going to class right now, but again, thank, don't no he forgot them yeah that's what he's saying again yeah. like that last week oh god brilliant hey, let me forget brilliant it. chat as per usual so thank you good luck we hopefully for a run and you know no matter what you know you hear from the terraces we're all always behind it's because we care we're passionate that's what it is you know and you know i'm sure the team will bounce back and let's go on a run in the trophy no, listen, amazing, your, yeah. your support's been unbelievable this season like um like i say always say in my program notes home and away you're always there you're always there in your numbers and you've got a right to voice your opinion i've never got a problem with that um and all i want you to know is no one gets more frustrated than myself and the players when we don't perform at the level that we know I we can. We know that anyway. Yeah. We know that. We know that. So. Yeah. Adam, thank you. If we don't Cheers. see you before Christmas, have a good Christmas. Take care, Andrew. Guys. Cheers. Cheers. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Nicky Weeder's Magic is one of the songs that's often sung on the terrace. And to be honest, since coming well, to the... Who was singing it? The Stalker? <laughs> Sorry. Because I, I bumped into him in Waitrose. I mean, yeah, because I mean... I... The, the Waitrose <laughs> is 20 miles from your house. <laughs> You don't even live in Holf. But as you mugs were saying, if you know Hove very well, I can give you the receipt from my wife's hair appointment with her hairdresser in Hove. If you know Hove, where can you park for free? Tesco. You have to buy something. And it's got a rubbish cafe. I want to go get a coffee. So I went up to Waitrose Cafe. What a snob. Oh, I won't drink Tesco's coffee, but Waitrose. I don't even know. It's a Costa in there, though, isn't it? It's not even Tesco's coffee. It's Costa. It's not the best. Waitrose, darling. But anyway, yes, and we were messaging about Nicky Wheeler, and literally as I was leaving, Nicky Wheeler's just standing at the entrance. Okay. Anyway, um, Jacko, he's been one of your favourite players since the summer joining, and I think he's been pretty good, and he's some some uh, some really good crosses into the box. I think the players are starting to warm up to his crossing, know what he's about now. I, th- I think he's a brilliant player. I think, you know, he was one of my, f- when, he was one of my fa- favourite signings this summer, obviously. I've been following him for a few years. He's just a great player. And I think he shows his versatility as well. When one night he comes in the home game and he plays in defence. Mm. So. Well, yeah, Spencer? Yeah, you know, we, we, we all love a, an exciting player here, don't we? Someone who'll take players on, whip the ball in, create excitement, create opportunities, and that's, that's Nicky. Well, Jacko wanted him on the podcast. Jacko got him on the podcast. Jacko and I sat down with Nicky earlier on. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Nicky Wheeler, welcome uh, to the Rebel Yell Podcast. Thank you for finally coming on. Jacko, you really, really wanted this gentleman on, didn't you, from as soon as we signed him? Oh, yeah. I've, you know, I've been, like I said before, I've been following you for years. I think you're a wonderful player, you know. Great to watch, you know. And I think your efficiency is very high when you get the ball. And I, when we announced... We, we signed you. I was over the moon. Oh, thanks, I, yeah. I was really happy. We agreed we've watched um, a lot of bunch of amateurs, which I'm sure you're quite yeah. glad to have a relief from no cameras in the changing room <laughs> and stuff. What was that like, being like, you know, constantly filmed? I mean, I know it wasn't every single week, but what was it like? Did you just get used to it? It was kind of just in sort of the back of the room. Yeah. So he's a nice guy. It's a good bunch set up. He's a oh, good yeah, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy who does it, Rich, um, mm. oh, he's a quality guy. Um, I think certain things that do happen, he actually, if he knows they're a little bit controversial, he'll ask your opinion before he posts it. So he's, he's good to the players, to be fair. Mm. Otherwise, Mark would just <laughs> do, yeah. put anything out well, there. Well, we've seen what Mark's like on the internet recently. I think he's uh, <laughs> he's been uh, he's been having a tough one over there this yeah. season. So you joined, um, were you your first summer signing? I can't remember. Was it the first one, I think? I think it was the second. It was the yeah. second, yeah. Um, 
when did that how did that come about when did that come about sort of thing um to be honest it's, it's one of them i'd um i've been keeping in touch with hinch for a while and i know hinch got a few friends at worthing and stuff and it was always a case i knew if anything ever if i did was to leave Dawkin, i was only ever going to come local and sort yeah. of um and go with hinch really yeah. so um but yeah but as i said Dawkin went mornings and it just didn't suit me yeah. and my um, what I was doing work at the time so it just didn't suit me and um, straight away messaged Hinch and yeah it happened yeah. but yeah and I guess you had with Kano joining last season you had sort of a an idea of what the club was like anyway from the players point yeah, of view exactly yeah exactly that yeah so I had an idea of the club and obviously I, you know I think we did play against Worthing once and I know how they play yeah. which I which was one of the main reasons for coming as well, good mm. football, and it's, um, yeah, it worked out Wasn't well. Wasn't that when he nicked Callum Keeley for or something like that from us when he was on loan? Was, he, yeah, we, we got Keeley, they oh, got Rodari, wasn't Yeah, Rodari, yeah, that's when yeah. Nassau <laughs> played in the trophy, I think it was. But um, So you joined in the summer, um, how have you found it so far? It's been a bit, of, I mean, we talk about it on this podcast every bit, it's been a mixed season so far, some good results, some bad results, it must have been up and down of emotions for the players and the squad. How have you fitted in and how have you found it so far? To be honest, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, yeah, I think the way what Hinch is doing with this, like, you know, basic, real young team, um, you know, when you look at it, it's, it's a very young side and what he's got out of the players and how the players play for him. It's, um, I've been really impressed and really enjoyed my mm. time so far. Um, yeah, you know, there ha- has been a little bit ups and down in results. I think um, losing Aaron's a big, big loss. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think he's really noticed that. Um, but, you know, the play- players we've got here, as I say, a real young team and I mm. think the, f- the football we play, um, it's really enjoyable and even even at my age I, I feel like I'm learning from Hinch um, definitely I, I feel like there's definitely stuff he's adding to my game um, and I've, yeah, in all honesty he's a, he's a coach I wish I played under when mm. I was young um, so yeah it's really good But isn't the Dorking way and the Worthing way football quite similar because I know Mark always goes go forward go forward really that's what Hinch wants isn't it yeah, it, I mean, it is, to be honest. I mean, it's, it's a case where they obviously both try to play football in terms of possession football, um, but the actual styles of play are totally different. Um, it, it really is. I mean, sort of Dawkins don't like many backwards passes to the goalie. Uh, you know, Hinch kind of, the way we play, the goalie becomes sort of a defender and plays out as well, uh, which is, you know, when it does come off and we do play well, it's so enjoyable to play. And like you've seen, when we do dominate teams and it all goes to plan, um, it must be enjoyable to watch as well, I hope so. Oh, it, is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's enjoyable. It's always enjoyable football. Yeah. Very frustrating at times, football, but it's always enjoyable football because, you know, we, oh. we can see the passion in the players and I think that's yeah. what's good. You know, there's been a lot of changes over the last couple of years, which is, you know, what happens when you progress. Yeah. I think Hinch pretty much has got most of them right, the signings with the squad and, you know, yeah. they've slotted in really well and, you know, for yourself as well, we've seen it, you know, just some of the balls you make and those crosses in the box. So I think we've missed that since sort of Jasper left, I would say, you know, Jasper yeah. Hatton, who's yeah. gone on to bigger and better things, but I think that's what we've lacked maybe last season as well. Yeah, no, you're right. I think, you know, it's like I said, your mystical system, when you get a ball either it's across or we get a corner out of it. Yeah. There's no results from the corners, unfortunately, but that's a different discussion we had with Hinge, but yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I think it's one of them, um, you know, uh, there's probably a lot more times I could be more greedy and try to get goals yeah. myself because it's probably one of my, my negative things where I don't pull the trigger enough, really. Yeah. Or, um, but, that, you know, that's me as a player. But, but isn't that the whole team? Uh, yeah, I think exactly. at times, you know, yeah, and, and yeah, I think yeah. I'm yeah. on 
Tuesday night at least there were shots of goal. Yeah, some of them Definitely. weren't even near the goal, but yeah. these were tried. And yeah. if you don't try, you don't get, you don't get yeah. it. Yeah, but hopefully other players will get used to how I play. Yeah, um, and that's the thing because every club I've been at, you know, most strikers I play with, they always just know as soon as I get it where I'm going to try yeah. and put it. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully we'll start getting a bit more weight and yeah. get a few more assists. Well, I noticed I'm um, looking to do a bit of research. Um, you started your career as Ch- at Charlton and the Youth Academy there. Yeah. Um, that's one of my thoughts, my other team. So, <laughs> but yeah, I was an addict. But then I saw you've been sort of had a journey through non-league after obviously released by Charlton. What that must have been quite hard to take. Cause I noticed you had a little bit of a career break after that. Um, did yeah. you kind of get fed up with football um, and sort of? Yeah, I spent a long, long time at Charlton. I think it was in the eight years, seven, mm-hmm. eight years, and this. Um, yeah, travelling up, my, me and my family obviously travelling from here at the time. It was you know a big club, they were a Premier League team, and it was kind of. Yeah, when you get released at that age, there was no such thing as sort of 21s and 23 football. Mm. It was just resis and first team. And it kind of, um, yeah, just I think when I left there, kind of my family wasn't really a footballing family in terms of knowing people and sort of um, I'd never had any help with trying to find another club. It kind of just come to sort of, okay, I've got nothing. And it, um, I think it was just a point I didn't really want to sign at anyone lower, you know, and just I was just thinking, what what's happened here? I've gone from this to that and it... I just literally fell out of love with football. I just said I didn't want to play anymore. And I don't think I touched the ball till I was about 21. It's interesting you say that because I think, you know, as you say, nowadays you've got the under-23s and, you know, you've got things like non-league now which has come on leaps and bounds as yeah. you've probably seen throughout your career. Yeah. But I guess you, you give, as you say, eight, nine years of your life to Charlton, the Premier League club at mm. the time, you know, around that area of like great management and great run club at the time, mm. not so much anymore. <laughs> but... You, you've not got the options you have now so I'm not surprised no. I've never really thought about that have you Jack like it can really sort of ruin a career yeah almost. and it's yeah. not the amount of amount of agents you have now yeah. you know amount of agents that will try and look after young players and try and get them into other clubs so I don't think I ever but it's quite similar what Nicky said what Jasper said when he got released from Brighton wasn't it mm. you know he suddenly you get that he's released of Jasper 15 I think mm. and it was a black hole he said he didn't yeah. know what to do anymore yeah and it's yes after you got released but you know it's just Football, 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 and suddenly there's nothing. Mm. Yeah, no, that was it. And then, yeah, I just I went to Lewis for a bit, like playing youth. Mm. And then it was just, um, just, 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 yeah, well, no, that's but just before I had my break, and that's when I decided to, to not play. And then, yeah, I yeah. didn't start playing football till I was 21. What made you pick it up again? Uh, just, just kind of. I just had an urge where I just thought, yeah, I want to have a go. Was it one weekend you were watching TV and sort of yeah, like, oh, I really miss it. Yeah. Literally like that. It was because yeah. I never even went down the park and played. Never even. Yeah. I never touched the ball. Just went to, well, I went work with my brother in London. It was just, um, yeah, never. Still had that magic touch. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. That's no, and I went to, went to Burgess Hill after yeah. that and it was, um, yeah, so you've enjoyed like so you've gone you've gone on to do another career but you've kept football and you're enjoying the mix of it is it sometimes quite hard with that you want to hit a higher level but with the career you do you must like you said at Dorking they started training mornings hybrid you've got to take a step back yeah well obviously I went went on leave for a bit um, and I did go back full time when I I went to Dagenham Um, but yeah and then sort of from then it was just a case where I it was an okay season, but it, it wasn't my best of seasons, and I ended up sort of meant to be going on loan. I went up, well, I don't know if you know, but I went to go on loan to Villaricky and then sort mm. of uh, ended up having a conversation to sign permanently, which was. Is that a tampon <laughs> here, right? Yeah. What, it was. What was yeah. He, actually, you know what? I, I wasn't lying. Well, yeah, I think I was watching a YouTube video yeah. the other day about him when they won you, were, I think you were front and centre in one of those pictures, weren't yeah. you? Yeah. The trophy. And it was stuff probably like that. Jake Robinson. Yeah, and Jake Robinson as well. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, what, what was that like being under? Tampling because it's you know plenty of stories and stuff like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of dirty. Oh, no, we do it. Yeah. Is that a man who never wants to be interviewed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at him all. He was always running away. He's too much standing behind the bloody window. Yeah, so what is that, you know? Yeah, no, do you know what? It was a, it, it's actually, interesting it's a, it's time. It's yeah. an interesting time. I was like, yeah, as I said, yeah. I, was, I was at Dagenham um, and yeah, it got to a point where I wasn't really playing as much and I asked to go on loan and um, yeah, I went there for a training session and, and met him and sort of walked in and there was like Jermaine Pennant, O'Hara, Kocheski. <laughs> like, what and is I thought, going on what's here? going on here? Yeah, and then obviously I know Jake and I had that conversation with Jake and sort of, yeah, you know, he's I think it's a mural somewhere. <laughs> what was it like walking down those corridors? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's a, a bit like you know how they say never paint a bedroom club. red because it will give you nightmares. Surely walking down those corridors, all those graffiti art. Have you seen the graffiti yeah, art? Yeah, been painted over. It's been painted over now, hasn't it? Yeah, no, he was he was an interesting bloke, but it's fun with him. It was a good part of fun memories and stuff like that. Ups and downs, but it was it's one of them. So I'm guessing we're thinking we need to make sure we don't go full time too long because Nicky won't be here anymore. That's it. We need to leave it a couple of years because we want you yeah. keeping and running down the wings. Yeah. Like, please lift us into the National League maybe at the end of your swan song and yeah, the trophy yeah. and stuff like I that. I hope so. If we get to the National League and we, we potentially would go to the mornings, mm. would you consider staying? Well, it, it might be a bit easier because we're, we're local. Yeah. Um, that's the difference. But look, it's a, it is a conversation I'd have. I haven't signed here to, you know, I'd to go anywhere else. I'd yeah. hopefully it'll end my career here. You know, oh, like not a five yeah. years. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, definitely. I've been, no, we uh, like yeah, we like so, um, but no, see when the time comes. But I think we definitely have a chance. I really do. Future um, club captain? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really surprised. There was one game. I think it was Aaron was injured and the team shit came out and everybody was who's playing with Rebecca it was you and Kane yeah. and left the right back and we all went what is this yeah. and actually yeah. it worked really well yeah no, it was a bit, uh, definitely the first time I played right back I've played right wing back a couple of times um, but I haven't had the best of games no. but um, no it was a, yeah, you know, it's good I think um, yeah, hopefully experienced yeah. enough that I can fill in here and there well, if I well need that's to. what I said because both you, you and Kane have got so much experience yeah. and, you know this level and higher you know, that's why I think it works. Yeah, no, it was an all right game that. So um, yeah, no, I think it was the first time that I've ever played played with Kane in them positions. <laughs> so just to put the fans' mind at ease, this will be out Friday before uh, the Froome trip. You rolled your ankle on Tuesday night against Dartford. How, how injured are you? You're going to be back. Are you going to be back <laughs> no, for him? No, like, you know, is it just? Not, a, it's not bad at all. Yeah, no, I, as I said, in, in all honesty, yeah. it wasn't. Um, I've done it in the Haven game. Um, yeah. But like I said, I think like you know anyone who plays football, you do yeah. you do roll your ankles a lot, but normally you can run it off. But I just got caught in a tackle oh. early on Tuesday, but for some reason I just couldn't. Well, we were standing right behind you, and we thought was it Achilles? Achilles heel at first. The way you were down and then your ankle, you know. Yeah, just rolled. But but no, but I. I'll strap it up hopefully be alright for Saturday so fab, take fab, it a bit fab. easy tonight alright it's been great to talk to you Nicky before we go we always ask every player men or women an interesting fact about yourself so I don't tell you before so it puts you right on the spot so it can be anything met on a famous had an interesting like you know thing happen like you know one of the women's players Emma she, she actually lost her kidney wasn't she it lost from, kidney playing from playing, football, yeah. playing yeah. football a tackle she had to get a kidney removed so no. have you got anything to top that because I think uh, that's an interesting fact to be no. with it uh, I'll probably say interesting fact is I've uh, done Kate Middleton's hair once. So that was big fact. There you go. Right, there you go. What's that my, about? My brother's, that about? My brother's an actual about? hairdresser, so yeah. That fits in then with what Mark White said one night. Oh, it's basically, yeah. Wasn't <laughs> it about one of the? He gave one of the players a haircut. 
Oh yeah, joking, but I didn't actually do that hair, guys, because it was so bad. He'd done it himself in lockdown. Yeah. Right, okay. Kate Middleton's had his hair. I had a haircut yeah. by Nicky Wheeler. Nick, thank you very much. Thanks. Appreciate yeah. that. Good luck for the rest of the season. Yeah. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. So the women have had a good couple of months, haven't they, boys? You, you guys go down there quite a lot more than I do. Um, I went down to the FA Cup where I saw very peculiar behaviour from the AFC Wimbledon bench. We've all mentioned about that talking to John. Um, how you felt they've been... wasn't it? Huh? There was a league. Oh no, FA Cup. Sorry, FA Cup. How they played the league the following week. Hope we get. So, how um how have you guys thought the women's have been getting on the last couple of months? Oh, they've been absolutely fantastic. They've they've settled into the the higher level of football like they've been playing there for for years. You know, there's such a unit. New signings that have come in have all performed. Great atmosphere as always. Jacko, I I love I love going to Sunday with the women's game. I think. They play some wonderful football, score goals. You know, I just, I th- it's great to watch, and we need just more people yeah. to, to it's, support it's, them. It's just the enjoyment. It's just, so, it's just so good. It, I don't know what more we can do to get people to come along. No, I just, yeah, just come for yourself and judge it. And you know, if people, people might not be aware, but if you've got a season ticket, you get free entry. Mm. Kids are free anyway, and I think it's for adults four pounds. Yeah, no bar queues. No, uh, <laughs> no barbecues indeed. That, that's always Spencer's first at the bar, propping it up on a Sunday morning. Um, but I've had some good wins, uh, beating good teams, big teams, QPR, Portsmouth in a friendly. Um, unfortunately, out of the League Cup and the FA Cup, but you know, they can concentrate on the league because as we said to John at the beginning of the season, his goal is to be up there in and out the top. So, you know, any league distraction, I think sometimes it's good to get out of it. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it is. It's, I would love to see the, the women in, a, in the cup run. To, to get some more games but no it, I really hope this Sunday against Norwich is, is a real test for yeah that would be interesting that's, that's a big uh, name it's a big name and I think if the women win they go second yeah. for, the first time, for the first time in this league I think it's, it's great yeah no it's a big game you know you say it's a big 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 name but it's, it's, it's just a big game because second third we can move up you know Wimbledon at the moment maybe look like the the class acting but well, you, I the first, the first game against Wimbledon at home. Class act, not a class act. <laughs> no, but you know they're they're at the top, maybe deservedly so. And but I don't think we were worse than Wimbledon. I think we were better. We were just a bit unlucky that game, the, the game at home. Mm. You know, so we we they showed they can play Behaviour with the top as well. Yeah. Certainly play these teams. Certainly, yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely think. Well, let's sit down with John. Uh, John always loves joining us on the podcast, and we'll see what he thinks about uh, this month. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. John, welcome back to the Rebel Yell Podcast, episode four of the season. Uh, last couple of months, pretty good couple of months for you. Some big wins. Yeah, we we played well in some games. Obviously, uh, took a hit in a couple of others. But, mm. uh, yeah, I think um, the, the players are understanding the league really well now, and We've got some players who are accustomed to this level, so it's, it's been good to see. It's nice to see some results against Q- Q- Queen's Park Rangers. Yeah. Um, big result there. And even friendly versus Portsmouth was a good result yeah. for us uh, past weekend. Yeah. Um, obviously, one game was called off. It's a bit of a bone of contention, so I think yes. the less we say about that, the better. But yeah. it must have been quite frustrating to have that happening, as we say, in the Women's National League. It was. And so early on, obviously, we're preparing for the game. Um, and it was quite a surprise that... Um, they called it off for the reason of not having any goalkeepers mm. fit. Um, but, you know, we can only let the league decide on mm. that and see what happens. 
So talk about league. That's sort of the main focus now because yeah. we're out the FA Cup, we're out the League Cup. Yeah. Uh, beaten by London Bees, which are league above, aren't they? Yes. Yep. So good result, really. Well, we nil. were better than yeah. them, and I think that. But that was the frustrating thing when you come off the game and you think actually we were better than them. Um, but you know we didn't we didn't score and they did so unfortunately. Mm. But yeah, if you look look back at the game and you think you yeah, know that's another really competitive game where we played another league above. It's like when you said I mean, last season when we played MK Dons and MK you know, Dons and also did we play FC Wimbledon as well? We played um, Crawley. Yeah, obviously, and they were both in the they're both above. in the league above. Close and games. you know you were close and it just shows where your players are at right now. So, yeah. you know, pleasing performance must be to see what could happen. Yeah. And the good thing with QPR, we, um, they'd beaten the team who beat us the week before. Um, so it was nice to go there and get a comfortable win and score some good goals. Now we're out of the FA Cup, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, the game I know I messaged you after, um, Wimbledon yeah. at home. Yeah. Um, how do I put it nicely? Um, the behavior of some of the bench on that game. What 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 was what was that about? That was that for their me. Bench, yeah, their about, bench, not your bench. Not yeah, it's not ours. We're we show utmost professional here at yeah, Worthing, yeah, but yeah. I did not understand that one bit. That, that came across as really unprofessional. And yeah. I know you said it was. You said to him, manager, what was that about? And he kind of just shrugged his shoulders. But yeah. that behaviour must be quite hard to see from an opposition team. But meant to be like from a professional football club. Yeah. You know, what, what, what? well, from my perspective, I think we got a bit of a responsibility for for the to lead in the game. Mm. And yes, we all get frustrated, and I'm sure I've said a few things on the touchline I shouldn't have done but <laughs> it seemed to be um, sort of incessant and it was almost it was very defamatory for some of the players on the side which some of the things they, they were saying so you know fans and supporters can they they often you know the chants and stuff you hear and the different things they say people um, might have had a few beers in their bellies they say it but you'd like to think that um, the managers have, have a little bit of mm. Of etiquette, I would but say. But it wasn't only the managers, it was the whole bench. Every drama decision, or the referee blew the whistle, or not even, it was just appalling. Yeah. I thought the whole behaviour of the team was just disgusting. Well, all we can do is try and lead us by much example yeah. as we can, and, you know, they've got to deal with their own stuff. Should have gone and smashed them up the next week, and that didn't happen, though, no. did it? Yeah, so, so, <laughs> yeah. so how was their behaviour the following week? It was probably a little bit quieter, um, but, you know, it was in their stadium, and they had the fans there, but... Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I suppose. Well, I got can, told, can we move on and talk no, about I got, Well, I, I just make yeah. you feel, I, I make you feel it better. I got told off by three of their fans in front of calling their manager a Muppet in the stand. So, you know, there we go. It wasn't just their players and things. It was a thing. Um, Norwich this weekend coming yeah. up before this podcast. Was a big Good. name, big game yeah. for the club. Probably one of the biggest games, I'd say, you know. Well, second, we, second against, yeah. second against third. We can move up to second if we were. Yeah. yeah so... Real competitive game. Uh, they beat Hashtag, who are in the league above the week before, which luckily enough, we've seen that game and basically they, they sat in. So we can't get much from what their attacking play was because they played, they just had one sort of striker around the halfway line. So they really did a good job. So it shows a bit of resilience. It shows that they got a bit of determination, but we couldn't really see how they played because they, they, they sat in, which maybe you'd expect against a higher side. So, Yep, they've got a little bit of history now. Um, they're, they're quite strong, so we'll see. We are as well, though. Looking so forward right. to that, though, yeah. Yeah, I always look forward to those games. Yeah, yeah, that's a proper benchmark game, isn't it? To see how far, how far we've come, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know, apart from 
the second result against Wimbledon, we were certainly as good as them in the first game and could have could have won. Unfortunately, we took a bit of a bit of a hit with some of the players all, all getting injured at, at the same time. But that's why you got a squad, uh, and we were able to compete with them in both games. Albeit the second half of one, we 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 shipped a few goals. So um, I, I was still really pleased with the bravery and the, and how the the players tried to play. So uh, our principles stood fast, but. You know, sometimes you can't always win. And uh, the Portsmouth game was good prep, getting that game in. You know, yeah, we really needed it, to be fair. We needed it for because we couldn't go so long without playing and then hit one of the top teams. And we also had the opportunity to play some players who trained but hadn't got any minutes for a few weeks because they'd been injured. So, yeah, it worked out pretty well. Um, and the performance was really good. So it was nice to get that one done. Is there a trialist playing as well on Sunday? Yes, yeah, yeah. So that might come to fruition over the next week or so. That'd be interesting to see. John, um, I noticed there's a handful of games before the festive period and there's no yeah. games at all until the new year where we're away pretty much every <laughs> week. All the time, yeah. How, how do you prepare for that? Obviously, with the, I'm sure you obviously train during the festive period, but like with no competitive game, we'd be looking at doing a friendly or two. And, um, uh, it's really difficult yeah. to do that because a lot of the teams that we'd want friendlies with are, are probably having the break anyway. So we've just got to judge that um, the players will be fit and strong as they keep themselves fit and strong. So, you know, have the break and when whether we come back or we do something in between, we've got to make that decision at the moment. Is this when we tell Becky who's in the room that we're going warm weather training in Dubai? Well, we we could do that if we do maybe you know a crowdfund. I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get some discounts for yeah. you. There we go, sorted. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be nice to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, it would be. Um, John, good luck for the, I mean, it's going to be weird because we won't really see you at home till after a couple of fixtures until the new year now. No, I mean, we have got some slots where they're looking at putting us in. I think we've just jumped one in on the 26th, but that is now away to Ashford. Um, and then we have got some slots where I think the league are looking at it because of some other teams were out of the cups. So they're looking at the league thing. So it's we might, forward, we yeah. might get, a, just a keep game. an eye on the website and we'll see yeah. if we've got some games. Yeah. But yeah. if we don't see you before, have a wicked Christmas. Thank um, you very much. So I don't think we'll probably get our asses in gear and do another podcast by then. I don't think guys, will we? Maybe yeah. we will. Maybe we will, John. So we'll let you know, but yeah, good luck. And no uh, we'll see you otherwise in the new year. Yeah. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. One one of, as Jacko says, she is a gold machine. Becky Barr um, joined us in the summer uh, from AFC Wimbledon, something we're talking about. And I think she's been a brilliant signing. I really do. And you said, yeah, some of the goals she scored, seen them on the highlights, and you've seen them in person. What are you? She'll shoot from anywhere, won't she? Which is is always. She does, but she is different class. You know, she is a fantastic player. You know, I think there's a few players who really stand out, but I think she's one of them. She's just a constant threat and goal. And you know, when you when you it's an away game and you look at Twitter, who scored Becky, Becky Bath? Bath. Yeah. You know, it's almost a yeah, given. No, yeah. it's a, another brilliant John Signer. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. interesting. We'll, we'll sit down and talk with her. Uh, it's interesting. I think how she sort of his first signing. I think we've spoken to that doesn't really know John. Yeah, that, that was quite surprising because every every player we speak to, I know John for such and such, and I've known him for so many years. Mm. And that's the reason I, I came to join Worthing. But you know, Becky is, is completely different. Now so. she's loving it. Now she's loving it. But let's speak to speak to Becky. I mean, some amazing history of her. Like started uh, Bournemouth, Portsmouth, AFC Wimbledon, Chelsea Academy, um, Southampton Academy, as you'll hear much of her chagrin. But let's sit down with Becky. 
This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Becky Buff, it's really good to have you on the podcast because I do remember us tweeting when you joined the club. Welcome to the club. Look forward to having you on the podcast. It's taken four episodes, but you're here now. Welcome <laughs> to Rebel Yell me. Podcast. Um, how have you found it so far? We're sort of a few months into the season. New player at Worthing. Enjoying it? Yeah, I love it, to yeah. be fair. Um, probably up there, one of the most enjoyable clubs I've played for. Um, it's just such a nice environment. Like The girls are lovely. Um John's all right. <laughs> no, he's nice. He's not in the room, by so he's aware. <laughs> um, no, yeah, everyone's just lovely. And from the second I started here, it's just been so welcoming. Yeah, so how did the signing come about? Because from looking at your career, did you really know John? Because a lot of the players that have come have sort of had paths crossed with John in the past. I'm not 100% sure if you would have had No, so I did. So it's really weird because I didn't know this until I joined, but John had put in an approach to me when I was at Pompey. Okay. And they just didn't tell me about it. Um, that's when he was at Lewis. Mm-hmm. So obviously I probably would have been convinced to go there, yeah. um, being the league above and stuff. Um, but I didn't actually know John though. Um, I knew people who knew John, um, and they kind of put in a good word. And I was just having a little look around. I didn't really know where I wanted to go because I was living up in Reading. So I've moved down to Southampton area and I wanted somewhere quite local, but. Worthing is local to Southampton. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, Reading to AFC Wimbledon probably wasn't that local, was it? No, Either. it was probably about an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah especially like London traffic. Um, but yeah, so I wanted something quite local and one of the girls that I know sold me a dream really with John and it's planned out quite one well. One of the girls that plays there now? No. No, no, no. no. Someone who was, but, yeah. yeah, I think he was at, she was at Brighton with him or Lewis with him and yeah, she just basically, yeah, told yeah. me about him and here I am. And and the reality matches. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, yeah. it does match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I like So you've had um, had a career of some quite big southern clubs: Bournemouth, Portsmouth, mm-hmm. AFC Wimbledon was your last club. Yeah. Um, obviously, completely different kettle of fish come to Worthing because we know you know <laughs> no, it's no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no mackerel intended. We should say. Um, so you said you had a good. Was it really the the best player selling John to you that thought you, know, you must have had a few clubs come in because you don't just play for Port, Bournemouth, Portsmouth, and Wimbledon if you're no good in the game. So you know you're a good quality players shows on the pitch. Like to come to work it. Was it just the journey they're bringing, the journey they're taking? You wanted to be part of it. Yeah. So I came down to watch them against. I can't remember who they played against actually when they had won that that evening. They would mm. had an evening game and they won. Oh, was the that the league? Uh, when they won the league. Yeah, when they won the league. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I came down to watch that one, um, and that was the worst game actually to gone to. <laughs> if I'm really honest, well, that, they won the league. So. They won the league, but I think to watch the game was the worst game to watch as a supporter because it was stressful. It was yeah, stressful. it was. Well, yeah, we made really hard work for Dave because that was Acorns yeah. who had beaten Acorns. That's it. A nine nil literally a few weeks before, and they yeah. really struggled. It's pressure in it. But then at the time you would have been a neutral, so that was like, yeah, you know, yeah. You and I could that. see that there was. I mean, there was a few players that really stood out that game for me, and I thought, like. I could definitely enjoy sharing the picture of them. Um, but it was just more the vibe. Like everyone seemed to be really like tight and close. And yeah, I just, yeah. and it, it shows from the pitch. So everyone gets on, on the pitch and off the pitch. Oh, so. absolutely. Yeah. God. Yeah. We've got a really good, good bunch of girls down here. So that kind of sold it for me. Um, at that point, I was still looking at other clubs. I was still trialing around and having a little look. Um, I had clubs coming in, like you said. And I came down to Worth and just trained once. And I was like, yeah. That's me. That's Bit me, me done. Assist, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was a John knows so much about football and and actually how to treat the girls. It's completely mm. different to men's football. Like you can't just say that was 
you know what? Yeah. Don't take us off the air just yet. <laughs> yeah, that was. It's, it's hard yeah. to deal with women's emotions, as you probably know. Um, so it's completely different. And I just could see how much he enjoyed being yeah. present with the yeah. girls and stuff. So let's talk about your career. So what what got you into football? Um, Have God, you always had a family that likes football? Yeah. Are you from the south? I'm from the south. Yeah. So I was. I was. I grew up in. Um, a place called Fairham, which is in between Portsmouth and Southampton. So you're a red or a blue then? Oh, I'm a blue. Don't tell his son that. Oh, God. He's, he's Southampton. I wasn't your son in the Well, I went to see... Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I went to him. You've got a bit of... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> sorry. Oh. I said to him, you got a bit of dirt on your top. Yeah, he's used to it. You know, it's proud, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Pompey led playing for something. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I was at Fratton Park on Saturday, and you can't, you, you never, we never uh, lose to Portsmouth, Charlton. So, mm, what's that? Mm. Charlton two, Portsmouth two on Saturday. What? Due to what? Charlton, yeah. Oh, Not Oh, I got a bit of dirt on the shirt. Yeah. Here, no, go. I don't mind Charlton. No, we can't. You can never beat us. But anyway, no, we're not talking about Charlton. <laughs> so you, you're from the south. So you, how did you get into football? Family, like. So you yeah, know. my brothers. I've got two brothers, um, and my dad was a really good footballer actually. Um, okay. And it was just. On a professional level or sort of um, like... Yeah, I mean, could have been professional. Went down another route. But um, <laughs> he, yeah, he played for Pompey. He was like really, really well known around our area and stuff. And like even now walking down the street, everyone knows who he is. So it's really, really <laughs> so annoying So this actually. is my daughter. She's a footballer now. And there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I actually used to be a ballet dancer, believe okay. it or not. And I was really good. Really, really good, actually. So a new nickname of Twinkle Toes on the pitch or something like that. That'd be good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and I think I must have started for like my school team and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And got then the I bug. Got the bug. Um, started off with a local team, got scouted for Southampton. From there, I got scouted to Chelsea and that's where I spent my academy mm. days. So from the age, of th- I think I was about 11 up until I was 17. I was at Chelsea, 16, 17. And then my dad kind of was like, you have to move up there and study up there and play for Chelsea or come to a team back down here. And that's when I first joined Portsmouth. Yeah. Yeah. We look like a good homecoming going to Portsmouth. Because obviously, uh, you talk to any footballer and you get an opportunity, even if you support a club with the rivals, you're not going to turn it down. Like you've seen plenty of play. I think wasn't, um, was it, uh, Jamie Redknapp or, no, not Jamie Redknapp, um, Jamie Carragher was a famous Evertonian, wasn't he? But he's like, you know, Liverpool and stuff like that. You're not going to turn it down. No. So, but was it hard to like accept like an academy status at, at Southampton being a Portsmouth fan? Yeah, I don't. I yeah. didn't ever let that badge touch no. me. I wore a shirt. <laughs> Did you wear like three layers underneath? <laughs> Every single time, yeah. What a bandage and a gauze and everything. I just like wore that, an yeah. Under Armour. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sweating in the summer. Yeah, That's no. Um, yeah, I think back then. I mean, even now, as you know, with the Southampton women, uh, Southampton ladies, they are better than Portsmouth. Um, and I think that's because the men just back it more, and they did ever since I went there yeah. at their academy. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, I had to swallow my pride a little yeah. bit, but I did it. And what was it like being at Chelsea in the academy? It must have been amazing to be for those facilities It was amazing stuff, because yeah. back then when like Frank Lampard and John Terry and that, when you saw them, they used to walk past you in training. You were like starstruck. Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, it was, you were treated really well. Like you got all your kit and drinks and everything. And back then that was a massive thing getting like Gatorade and LucasAid yeah, and that before yeah. before your sessions. It was really good. It was hard work because obviously there's a lot of travel. Four times a week it was. Um, but really weird. My friend, my best friend actually, was there with me. So we travelled up. Like her dad would do one day, my dad would do the next, and vice versa. Like that's 
So that's how it went, but it was good. Did you get much interaction with Emma Hayes? Obviously, she's now gone and become no, the manager of the USA. Was no, she not no. there at that time? No, she wasn't no, there at that time. No. So that's an amazing move for like. I think she's well. a great manager, Emma Hayes. Yeah. Oh, she is. She needs the next step, though, doesn't she? You know, so fair play to I, her. I, 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 would have, I think she could manage in the men's game. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. She's she, I reckon she could be the first. I reckon there will, in the next few years, there will be that first. Well, Forrest Green did it, didn't they? But then they decided to go back on it again. Yeah, but that, yeah. I think Forrest Green was blizzardy stunned, wasn't there? Because yeah, he never really managed. Yeah. Interim manager, and that was it. She never managed. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. close season, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It will happen. It will happen. Um, so, from from an outside point of view, we talk about like international football. Have you seen the sort of impact that the lionesses have done on the women's game Absolutely. coming up? And do you wish that had happened maybe ten years earlier? Like you know, when you were coming through the game and everything like that. You know, it's it's just amazing to see now. You see, like you know, England have got their own women's shirt. We both own. Well, well, it's now like you're saying. You know, being at Chelsea and seeing Frank Lampard and John Terry every day you know now now for the young girls at Chelsea it's in San Kerr every day yeah yeah it's crazy and um, obviously as everyone knows the women game's completely evolved and it's just it's incredible of course there's a bit of me that thinks oh I wish that happened when I was younger um, but it's actually quite nice for me to kind of sit back and even now like playing in a tier 4 team the amount of young girls you inspire like I I actually link it to my work and the kids think I'm amazing. I'm like, I'm just this normal And what do you person. do for work, may I ask? So I um, run a mentoring business. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's really good. So I go into schools and with the kids who are struggling with whatever and not going to lessons and stuff, I just... Brilliant. Do you want to come play football? And they're like, yeah, go to your lesson and then we can play football. Yeah. <laughs> so from that, like obviously the club, there is talk about becoming a women's pathway, seeing how successful the men's pathways. We've had players now playing in the English Football League, you know, some in Premier League teams, Championship teams. Yeah. Um, I guess... You know, if you, you were to stay at Worthing for a few years now, you'd love to see something come of that. Oh, absolutely. I do know as well, In and obviously I've been in the game a long time with women's football, it's led by the players on the pitch, the managers, that we have to get to that next stage, tier three. It will hopefully... Hopefully happen. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Well, I think early ways up really, isn't it, lads? So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, we always, and this is the thing I didn't tell you that I'm going to do, we always ask for an interesting fact. Can you beat Emma's when she lost a kidney for a tackle? That's I mean, that is an interesting. That's unbelievable. Yeah. We, 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 we will sit here like we were going to retire this this yeah. item then and then. I know. Then, I don't like, think I'll what? ever beat that. No. Can um, you come close? Yeah. Or, but you're, everyone's interesting. In fact, everyone's different. So yours yeah. might be a really... something interesting you've done or somebody interesting you've met. Well, Nick Nicky Wheeler from the men's team we interviewed before. He cut Kate Middleton's hair. He told us. I think that's a pretty uh, big. Do you think that's genuine? Yeah. Seriously? Well, he, he, Dorking, he no, said there was, about there was a rumour that he cut somebody's hair at Dorking, but apparently there was, there was all um, um, a thing, a joke from Mark Lloyd. So, so it could be a continuation of a joke, but it could be, you know, you never know. Uh, well, He's think, got good locks on him, so, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. I think an interesting fact about me is that I did already touch on it, so I used to dance. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. very, without blind my Almost professional. Or professional? I wouldn't say professional, but like you, when you dance, you do like exams. And mm-hmm. I was always like top of our whole dance class, like dance school. Mm. Um, and I did love it every and day. And was football the reason you stopped that? Though? Yeah, my dad literally said you can't do both. Like yeah. your training clashes, your training and your lessons clash. Like choose one. So I did choose yeah. football. So have you danced anywhere interesting? Any nice big venues? Ballroom yeah. in Blackpool, you mean? <laughs> well, <laughs> BBC well, television studios. I wouldn't say I've danced anywhere interesting, but I've been all around the country doing like competitions and nice. stuff wow. like that. Wow. Yeah. There we go. 
I can't really remember it because I was young. But so yeah. when you retire from football, Strictly Come Dancing, maybe? Well, you oh, might catch yeah, me man. on there. <laughs> when I retire from football, I'm retiring <laughs> yeah, you're everything. Retiring, yeah, okay. <laughs> My legs haven't got much left in them. <laughs> Becky Buff, thank you very much. No worries, and, uh, good luck me. for the rest Brilliant. of the season. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Guys, another action-packed podcast this month. Uh, can't shut us up, really, can you? No, you can't. You can try. Especially me. <laughs> <laughs> she said it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here he goes. Um... You know, as, as I say, a roller coaster of a month um, for both men's and women's teams. You know, some losses, some wins, some shock, uh, some quite shocking results in terms of some of them we've seen, but then performances that maybe haven't matched the result. But that's all love and fair in the world of supporting Worthing and football in general. That's football. It is. It, it sounds very cliche, but it's true. And, you know, let's be honest, we've been spoiled for the last three, Five. four seasons here. You know, we we played some, we won a title. We got promoted. We played some wonderful football. Our first year in National League, we made it to the semi-finals for the playoffs. You know, that's dreams are made of that, isn't yeah. it? You know, you, we can hardly sit here and complain that we've lost in the first round of the FA Cup. You know, we've, for, yeah. <laughs> but we've got we've got. You know what I'm looking forward to? I mean, this will come out in time for throwing through whatever. I'm uh, hoping for running the trophy because I, I, you know, I, I would take that if we could be doing a live Rebel Yell special down Wembley Way before um, before the FA Trophy final. I think any of us in this room would take that. You know, making sure we're safe in the league. I think this season, seeing some of the teams, I think it will be a tough gift to go up. Not because we're not capable. But I think from some of the other teams around, I mean, I've, I personally think Yeovil were given to go up. And I don't know, like, would it be Torquay? Would it be Maidstone? Like, maybe going to win the playoffs? It's going to be a lot harder this year than it was last. I think it will be harder than last year. But, you know, you never know. Like, in whole, we say the ball is round, so anything can happen. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of games to go. There's a, there's a oh, lot exactly. of games to be played. A lot of Christmas turkeys to be eaten. Um, <laughs> quite a lot of uh, action coming this way very soon. Uh, if we don't come on air before Christmas, then we'll have a New Year and Christmas header over Eastbourne, isn't it? Eastbourne. Yeah, Eastbourne. Eastbourne. Sussex Derby, East yeah. versus West. Um, Eastbourne, another club that gone full time this year, maybe haven't done as well as people expect them to, but it's a new, new sort of set for them, isn't it? It is, but they went all with artificial intelligence, didn't they? To yeah. how to recruit. Oh yeah, they're doing something with AI, weren't they? And yeah. the manager. He's a good manager, but is he right for this level on his own? I'm not sure. No, but I could, I could be wrong. Anything you're looking forward to? Any games you're looking forward to in the next, next few? I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the trophy. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to see how far we can go in the trophy because I think time in next common air we could have had the next round if we get successful. Yeah, we would have had the next round. Yeah, no, really looking forward to the front game. Um, some, somewhere different. Uh, you know, literally completely unexpected. Don't know what you know. If it's a good cup day like it was for Alfred, then uh, I'm, all, I'm all for it. Have you um, have you managed to find any local beverages? Uh, I'm Brevagino Spence. I'm sure you would have found some. Uh, not yet, but I'm sure uh, sure we will. But you know one thing I am quite looking forward to to say goodbye to West Country some bloody long away days all in a row. I mean, it's been in, incessant, hasn't it? You know, if I ain't going up to Alfred before, I was just going west, 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 bar, Taunton, Froome. Yeah. And that's right, Western. Um, yeah, luckily, I mean, Spencer, I did say to you, didn't I? I did message you. Obviously, I was never coming anyway because of work reasons. I managed to get to a Charlton-Portsmouth game. But I did say to Spencer, I said, were you quite relieved that you didn't have to do another West Country way down? Your answer was? Yep. <laughs> he didn't have to get his other co-op. I know you said the way down Spencer gets his co-op meal deal with his co-op card, knocking a quid off. But it 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 does take its time. I mean, you're with your mates. It's just the travelling. That's what takes its toll, isn't it? It's a lot of time on 
buses and coaches every yeah. Saturday at the moment. Uh, Jack's all right. Jack's all right. He goes with his son. I mean, that's probably more excruciating than being on the coach, isn't it? Being with no, Jack sometimes, bless his little heart. <laughs> no, we no, can't say that. <laughs> yeah. No, he's nodding his head right now. Jack, if you're listening to this, yeah. oh, no, he's not. That's <laughs> terrible. No, I know yeah, he, what an awful parent you are. I am. I'm terrible. No, I just, no, unfortunately, I can't make. But, you know, I think it is something that if we go up to the National League, it is something we have to get used oh, to, yeah. to, to do the distance. Well, it's going to be over, overnights. WFCSA Travel become a, a fully a um, an atoll protected travel agent, I think, won't it? With hotels. hotels. But you, to come back to your original question, games are looking forward to. Hey, I look forward to every game. Mm. Um, but especially looking for, uh, for the, the Christmas and the New Year's fixtures because I think there's something about it, isn't it? It's, oh. it's just, I love it. Christmas football's brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. And, you know, and, I do like a Tuesday night on the delights. The results don't always go away, but there's, yeah, there's it's nothing better for Especially me. the last two Tuesdays, it's actually been raining all day, but it's been that really quite nice sort of, it's not too cold, but it's not rainy, it's not windy. It's just that nice bitterness to the air, isn't it? And I like that. Yeah, but, you know, the last, you know, every home game, yeah. Yes, obviously the last home game, disappointed. But we still have a laugh. You know, and I think that's with your mates, and I think that's what it's all about, isn't it? Coming to football, you know, having a laugh, watch a bit of football, you know, sing a few songs, yeah. and hopefully go home with three points. I but think that was that was Alpha, and wasn't it? It was like cracking day out with your mates with a bit of football getting in the way. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it was, <laughs> I, I thought like we said it was a great day. That's why we we don't take football too seriously. There's no point taking football too seriously. I, I, enjoy it with your mates. You lose, you lose. Just just enjoy your time with your mates. Enjoy the football, and you know, enjoy watching Worthing. And I think that's what we can say to everyone. You'll go through bad patches. You'll go through rough patches. But you know, we enjoy Worthing for what it is. We've made good friendships here. We know form podcast you know we do we do it because we love the game and we love wearing fc and we are gonna have those blips and i think unless we all get through it we'll see we'll see we you know look at look at tuesday night's match we, i think if it hadn't been for that un, unlucky last minute sort of goal i think we might have taken that game i generally do because we played very well as you said and some people say it's one of the best performances of the season let alone yeah, the, yeah. You know. I, I think it was one of the best performances i've seen at home this year and i think maybe talkie away was better the yeah. first game of the season but, you know, it's, yeah, obviously I want to win every game, like everybody wants. But, you know, sometimes you lose. But it's also sometimes the way you lose, isn't it? If, mm. if the players, on Tuesday night, the players were on the on the pitch. They gave everything, you know. You can't ask more, can we? Yeah. Works other ways. There'd be other ways where you don't play particularly well and if you go and something, you've got to win yeah, out. Yeah. So... Yeah. Well, anyway, we've had some good away days, and as I said, I'm glad, glad to honour. But thank you for those that have supported WFCSA Travel, brought to you by Box Direct, because we have had a lot, a lot, a lot of um, seats being booked. We have got a few on sale at the moment, so do check out the website over the next couple of months. But please do support us, because honestly, and it's not to it's use it or lose it, because if we end up making a loss, guys, I think you can agree, and it's not there to be threatening, but we can't afford a sports association to subsidise empty seats. We're putting this service on for you, so please support us by putting this service on. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we, we I think we've been a bit unlucky with quite a lot of away games That's on the trot. Yeah. You know, it's not evenly spread um, over the season, unfortunately. And yeah, I understand people. You can't yeah. spend your money once. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of away games on the trot, and they're high cost. Long, yeah. well, high cost, but also long distance. So it's time, time as well for people. And with and, away games, 
you have a guy on the coach called Spencer who likes to, likes a good old service station. So, Spencer, <laughs> Toddington Services this month. How would you rate Toddington Services? What, what do you want? An out of five? Well, I mean, let's do it. Let's do it on the Spencer scale out of five. So, let's do it first. Food and food and food facility. Uh, yeah, food rock. Oh, I can't believe we're doing this. <laughs> I literally I can't believe we're doing yeah. this. But it's actually going to make the cut. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So, food services. Yeah, food was okay. Um, what was your, what was your pick of the food? Well, on the way it was Greg's. Return was KFC. It was cold though, wasn't it? The Greg's sausage yeah, was cold. It was the end end of, end of the breakfast service without getting into too much detail. Um, so the, the food offerings weren't great, which then therefore led to an enormous queue in Greg's because that was the only decent option. Um, pretty rough services. Um, put off immediately upon walking in by the youths with cans of beer <laughs> on the way in. Jensen Price. Um, <laughs> uh, layout wasn't good. You had to walk through the whole services to get to the toilets. Weren't impressed with that either. Um, so let's do food out of 10. Out of 10 food. I'll, I'll do a general over. I'll do a general over. I'll do it out of five and give it a two. Two out of five for food. Toilet facilities. The, co- the, coach, the coach park was also miles away yeah. from the... Services where coaches normally get to park. Toilet right facilities, to. clean, no, it's rubbish. Okay. One, two. Can't be relieved. We're actually talking crap. Well, get used to it. Literally, literally, literally. Toilet facilities out of five. Three. Oh, they're better than the food facilities then. Overall rating. Two. Two out of five. Spencer services the first time, maybe the last time we ever do it. But you know, I did say to him, people in the coach, we should do it. I think Jerry will go for me for saying I've that on the way been, back. I've just been put on the spot there. Anyway, we can plan for the next one. So I'll give you a challenge. Next podcast, pick one service and you can rate it. Yeah, deal. Yeah, it's not going to be due to public demand, <laughs> is it? Well, I think this we could be on to a, a, a we could be on to a, a thing here, guys. Um, we have still got the odd bit of t-shirt remaining we've got a few sizes left so they are for sale on WFCSA travel website do contact us if you'd like to purchase them um, and do keep an eye out because we have got a very exciting collab coming very soon by the time it gets to Christmas you will know what this is if you are saving if you want some sort of football or Worthing related merchandise trust me you want to save it um, it also will be supporting a local charity that's dear to our hearts so do keep an eye out on your social medias um, the club are fully behind it and looking forward to it it's an exciting project Spencer and this this was all done on the back of a beer mat, really, wasn't it? <laughs> literally. It literally was. Most of the things we and Spencer do for Rebel Yell are on the back of a beer mat, uh, including the t-shirts. But we have got the Woodside Road t-shirt, still available, £12 adults. We've got some limited kid size. Limited, limited sizes, I must um, Thanks again to our sponsors, uh, MK Window Cleaning and Price Jones Electrical, for your continued support. Do use us. Tweet us at Rebel Yell WFCSA on social media. And chaps... I'll see you around, but looking forward to next month or so, and we'll be back with you maybe before Christmas, but probably after. Farewell. Farewell. Good night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.